Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutt. We are back to doing our original series. Mesechtes Saita is about to begin. We are finishing Mesechtes Nazir. We already recorded an episode special for Mesechtes Nazir, the controversy of 1513, Nazir Shimshin, to be released very soon. Perhaps when you're listening to this, it will already have been released. But now we're going to go and do an episode on Mesechta Saita throughout the generations. We've been doing these before every Mesechta. And Rabbi Brat always has something interesting to add about the history of how the Mesechta was learnt, the Rishonim, the Achreinim, some contemporary Sfarim, and maybe some other surprises about whether or not did we ever have the Parsha of Saita happen throughout the generations. So Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat, Baruch Hashem, there was someone kind enough to step up, an anonymous sponsor, and is sponsoring this episode, Le'ilu Nishmas, his mother, Bluma Bas David Mordechai, all the learning should be in her memory and should be in Eloi for her neshama. Rabbi Brat, how are you today? Baruch Hashem. Okay, so why don't you jump right in. Masech Saita, does it have any interesting stories like Nadarim or Mayur Katan about how it was learned? Or this is just a regular Masech I'm very, very excited, by the way, because we finally get back to learning Rashi. Oh, missing oh. the Rashis in Nadarim and Nazir. And Saita right. is real Rashi, right? Can we confirm that? I'm pretty sure. I could not find anyone that does not believe it's real Rashi. Yes, it's a, a lot of people are very excited that it's back to real Rashi. But as we get to certain parts of Tysus over here, that's that that we'll discuss that because there's even parts in your Gemaras that don't even have Tysus. But we'll get to that shortly. Okay, so what we always do is um, basically we throughout this we'll see if Saita was really learnt. What does it mean really learnt? Was it learnt in yeshiva curriculums or stuff like that? And um, and uh, through Rishayim and Achrayim that are out there and some other things. So first, I always throw out there just to begin. What about the, the, the tools for the Gemara? So the Gemara, and every Masechta, there's numerous manuscripts. We've been touch, we touched a little bit about the general story of manuscripts and the Gemara in, in one of the latest episodes of Rechaim Kanievsky, the Chibar de Duque Seifrim, which is a collection of manuscripts. So this Masechta Saita has two volumes from Mechon Talmud Yisraeli, which collects numerous, numerous Gersais of the Gemara and Kisveyat. So that's a valuable tool out there. More recent, there's been two doctorates written on different prakim in Masechta Saita, also manuscripts and this type of stuff. And there's a Mishnayis called Mishnayis, um, Safra, the Mishnayis Eretz Yisrael from the Safrai family, which also is a sort of more academic version of, of more academic interpretation of Masechta Saita, which has some usefulness, in, especially the introduction is very useful also over here. Okay. There's one academic book, there's probably many. I'm not aware of all the academic books that are on the Masechta, but just one. And we'll get to talking about the, what, it's, what the title sounds like in a second. Um, it says, it's called Atekes Shaloh Hayah. We can say we have a Masechta Saita, which most of it deals with the Saita, with a woman, and, and, and eventually drinking and possibly, um, as you called it, uh, blowing up, so to speak, if, if she turns out that she's, um, if that's, there's a problem over here which we'll learn about in Masechta Saita. So, there, so this is, the question is, is there certain sugyas, like Zaki Mamre, we know that it's a, sort of like Dresh um Kabbal that it never really happened. So there are some people that say maybe Saita didn't happen, or if it happened, it stopped at a certain point in time. Um, especially, 
Lamashal halacha lamaisa today. It's a saita. Most of hilcha saita is not applicable today, especially with all aspects of the tekes of saita. So, interestingly enough, there are there's one makar from a very interesting region called Sefer Tzuyuni, which um, has gotten fame in in recent years. Rav Maisha, um, it's quoted by many G'daylim over the generations. Rav Maisha was not so into the Sefer. The question is if he wasn't into the Sefer or particular pieces, but that's not for now. But many G'daylim did um, quote it throughout the generations. What do you mean Rav Maisha wasn't into the Sefer? There was some, I'm not going to get into it now because it's really a very worthy topic one time to talk, but there was a manuscript discovered of, um, which was Meyuchis, or believed to be from Rabbi Yudah Chassid, and there were some passages in there that quote, that was very problematic. Certain Gedalim said it must be that this work is a ziyuf, it's a forgery. And one of the ways how they were able to say that it's not a forgery is because similar pieces are found in the Sefer Tziyuni. Um, some people said, who is the Tsuyuni? Today we know much more about him. Um, he's much closer to the Kufa de Maril. We know we know a lot about him. We know about the Sefer, Lamashal does pro it. And as I said, a lot of Hashem people did use it throughout the generations. But all in all, it is an interesting type of Sefer. You'll find interesting passages, such as what, we're, what I'm about to quote. He talks about, um, he brings down, Chazal says, nivra. Um, and the question is, is that really true, um, um, what this Tzuni says? And there are, so so, uh, so there's a Sefer, which is always worth to know about. Um, on the, I mentioned in the past in Mesechus Marikatan and in Chagiga called Magidim Chadashim. It's written by a contemporary Yid in Yushalayim, David Yoel Weiss. David Yoel Weiss. Now he has five beautiful volumes, Alatayra. I highly recommend them. Very fascinating information. And in Chumash Bamidbar, he has a whole discussion about this. Tziyuni brings down a whole um, a piece from the Chibur Lamashal Yitzchak Weiss, Siach Yitzchak, where they discuss um, the um, various Makairis that show that there was stories of Saita based on Gemaras, Chazals, that it, it, it did happen. Now, but the question goes, what about after the Beis Migdash? So this, um, interestingly enough, I've quoted him in the past, um, a friend of mine, Rabbi Yaakov Stahl, he collected a short, um, a few pieces about it. Others also did. Um, he, he wrote up about it, and then now it's no longer it's no longer active. But there was an online journal called Dacha, and he wrote a three page article there. I'm more than happy to send it to anyone who asks by via email. But anyway, the sources are that it seems like Lamashal. There was a chibur from written around the, the year a thousand, where there was this great yid. Um, that he, it seems like they did do some type of form of a saita when there was a case, and w- even with the shemais and everything like that. Um, so there is some type of source. There's, there are Makairis in the Gniza, not so many, but some sources also that it seems they did um, perform such a thing when there was a shash of a woman and everything, and they, they did do something similar to what the Gemaras talk about. And just to mention two other things about this, one is the story brought down a few different places with the Chida. At one time, um, seems the case that there was a woman, that there was a chashash on her and everything, and um, bottom line is, the chida was a, a kayin, and his wife, there was a, there was a chashash that she was with, the chidis with a man and everything, and they brought it to the entire, and um, basically, 
they wanted to pass in the entire without Adim even, said there's no such thing, said what do you mean, there's a Parsha of Saita, it seems that he said something to the effect that they should read Parsha Saita, they should take out the Sefer Torah, Yikach Sefer Torah, Yikach Ba'aznei Parsha Saita, Betameh and Aginois, and they'll see from this, and it seems like certain people didn't want to um, do it, and they did, and it turns out that it was, it was, um, it was Mavar that I, I believe that it was a, it was a problem. Um, this woman was, there was, based on this, after they read the parasha, they saw there was, there was what to be chayshish, so to speak, and Chaim Kanievsky brings this story down to show that sometimes there's incredible maifsim that happen out of the ordinary, this is in his Arch Yaisha, and he says, Vishamati, that, that the, the steps where this story exactly happened was still around till right before the war, something to the effect, so there was some type of, all, all I'm trying to bring out over here is there was some type of, there are some type of sources um, about them doing this after even as late as the Chida. So regarding the Mechaber of the Megadim Chadashim, Rabbi Weiss, I believe Surly Bornstein had a, had a shaykhist to him, has a shaykhist to him, and he met him and they recorded something once at a at a prior Siyam. Um And regarding the last thing you said, this Archaz Yesha, where could someone find this Archaz Yesha from Chaim Kanyevsky? One second. It's a very interesting. It's actually a very interesting chapter. It's called in Parakashkacha, page Chav Dalad through Chav Zayin. There's some very interesting stories um, over there, and there actually Chaim Kanievsky also brings down one of the versions, the whole story by Rikos of this Chida, um, to show the the Maifsim with with Bigadilim. Okay, but anyway, this was a, just a very big t- a tangent, I like to call it, and let's get back to the main um, focus over here which is, first of all, the Rishayim. So we mentioned Rashi. It seems, by all accounts, it's Rashi. What about Taisvis? So when you open up your Shas Vilna, you'll see there's a Taisvis. And you'll also see that there is on the side, in a lot of places, what's called Taisvis Shans. Now, in all Masechtas, there's always a Dion, who's the author of the particular Taisvis. Um, there's also a Taisvis Rash. There's a Taisvis Meivra. Now, I am not going to attempt to the, the, the final call of what's what in all these Rishonim has still not been made because there's constantly new discoveries being made, as I, I'm about to mention. And therefore, so there was a Yid Lamashu of Yaakov Lipschitz that he wrote about it. He published what's called the Chachmei Meivra. And it's unclear what's what, but there's basically, if one wants to learn, there are various Taisisin that will help them, such as Taisis Rosh, Taisis Israel, Taisis Shans, and it could be some of them are really the same. But that is as far as Taisis goes. Now, is there anything else? So in 1795, the Me'iri was, was published and was used from then on. And then in 1800, um, we've mentioned in the past, there was a chibur. It seems that this person had access to the Shitim Kubetzes, the Shitim Kubetzes, and he published material from the Shitim Kubetzes on the Sechtas Saito. Now, for many years, if one would buy a Shitim Kubetzes, they only got up to, I believe, um, one second, I'll tell you. It did not cover the whole Masechta. It was only, I think, the first few prakim. So even if you did have a Shitim Kubetzes, you just, you, you, you mamish had a few pages, it, it, maybe maybe fifteen blot, and it wasn't even all that, and it, and and it wasn't even all that much information. So you're pretty much stuck. You don't have all that much rishayim. Now turns out that you know as far as new discoveries go, and I always like to mention these things. So just recently, less than uh, three years ago, a discovery was made. Where did this cheating bets come from in 1800? So it seems this 
um, this Gadol, um, he got a hold of um, a manuscript of the, of the Shikin Gabetzis. It seems he had a Gemara, which had on the side different Ha'aris and Hagais of the Shikin Gabetzis. The Shikin Gabetzis used to make all different types of corrections, and he would add materials on the side. So here, but he writes in this thing that it, got, it was lost. We say he copied X amount of material, but then the Gemara disappeared. It seems the Gemara was discovered again, and now um, it was just issued through Maeser of Cook and Tafshin Pei Aleph, a beautiful edition with on the whole Masechta of Masechta's um, Nazir. Sorry, of Masechta's Saita. I'm getting very confused because Maeser of Cook has, if you if you go to this farm store to buy Shidin Kobetzis from Maeser of Cook, so they they recently started doing the Shitim Gubetis. So they have what's called a set Shitim Gubetis. So if you buy the volume of Saita, you'll see it's only a few pages. Then recently, Mamish, they have a new one, and it says on the side, you have to look carefully, it says Shitim Gubetis HaChadosha. That's just Saita, and that's on the whole Masechta. This is this brand new discovery from a few years ago. They found the Gemara of the Shitim Gubetis with Agais on the side, and they were able to publish much more of the rest of the Masechta. Although, even though they made this discovery, it's not like there's a ton. I mean, say, when one learns Shitim Gubetis on Baba Kama, Baba Matziel, endless material, endless Rishonim, because it wasn't so learned in the times of Rishonim, and the reason is very simple. It seems, at least it seems, and that is, is that the main focus always is halacha l'maysa. Most of Masech Saita was not so halacha l'maysa. Okay. One other uh, um, reason to mention, and then we move on, is the Rambam and Perish Mishnayis. So there's, the Rambam and Perish Mishnayis is always important. On, on Masech Saita, one of these projects where they reinterpret um, the, the Arabic and everything like that from a fellow of Noyam Balzim. So he put out V.I. Meister of Cook, a whole fancy edition with a running beer on the Rambam Perish Mishnayis. So that's another useful tool because anytime we don't have Rishayim, whatever Rishayim we do have, we like to uh, mention and know that they're out there. Okay, so that that that's briefly the story of the Rishayim. But what I'm one thing is, it seems from what we know today, it wasn't really learned in yeshivas. The Gedolei Rishayim did not give shir on Saita and everything. Okay, now moving on. What about the Tkufa Zachreinim? Zachreinim here also we don't really have so much. It does. It seems it was not part of what I called already in the past few, a few different times the yeshiva cycle. The marshal, we, but we do have interestingly enough. The famous Hebrew from the Be'er Sheva, one of the early Achreinim. So he has the last three prokim, he has a perish. What's going on? Why not to hold Masechta? So one of the things is, which perhaps a different time we'll go much more into the uh, um, to the actual Hebrew of the Be'er Sheva and the Hashivas of this unique Hebrew, but one of the things he was looking for was Masechtas that didn't have Taisvis, he wanted to fill in that gap. So, so the end of Saita does not have so much Taisus. So that's why the end of the Masechtas, of, let's say Saita, for example, he wrote a parish, and so we have a few prakim from the, from the great Barashavah, so that's already useful. Now, interestingly enough, the Marsha we do have, and I, as I already spoke out a few times, the Marsha in general, it seems, he only um, published on what he learned with Talmidim. So maybe he didn't give Shir as Rosh Hashiva to it, but we do um, but we do know that he, even early on his parish was written with a kfutza of people, a, a kail of some sort, so maybe he learned Saita with that, but we have a large amount of material in Saita from the Marsha. It could be a lot of it's more because it's Agatha, so maybe that's a different story with the Marsha and Agatha. I, I did not have a chance to look into that. But the point is that we have these two Achreinim. Other than that, at this point, if you're if you're handling, let's say, 1600s, there's nothing out there on site for the most part. <coughs> Fast forward um, for a very long time, and uh, I would say 
The first time a real, uh, uh, I guess, a famous work or work that becomes used is in the eighteen. It is in eighteen sixty nine from the Karen Ayer, which we've already mentioned a few times in his other his other Masechtas that he's written about. And we've spoken a little bit about his method. What about Yeshivas Valajan, which I always like to talk about for a second? So it seems they learned it in Yeshiva, just like all other Masechtas. We have a nice amount of material from the Nitziv uh, in his Miraime Sabe. So we have that also. Um, but now. We're, we're getting later and later into the 1800s, and there's not any real chiburim on the Masechta. 1894, the great Gain, the great Galatiana Gadol Ramei Arik, prints a sefer called Minchas Kanais, and I, I, this sefer became very famous. I, I did not check how famous it came, but from what I always recall, it was very, it was accepted right away. It, Ramea Rick was legendary for, amongst other things, he had an incredible bakias, and it come. It's very, it's very clear from learning through the safer You'll see this. He's using um, um, Bavli's Yerushalmi's and all these types of materials, and also Rishainim, including the Meiri, which is in general fits with what we know Ramea Rick. He was into using all these new Rishainim, which iron into the Shiurim of Ruchan Knievsky, which we said was pretty much standard in that period of time. Anyway, one of his Talmidim, the great Ramashulam Roth. Wrote Ha'aris Be'iun on many of the pieces in this sefer from Ramei Arik. It's public. He calls him Lamashal Ramei Mayri. Um, we do know that he uses Talmud of some sort. Um, that that cl- it needs clarification exactly the relationship. But the great this great Galatiana Galurim Shulam wrote, wrote a lot of Ha'aris on it. They're published in his Kalmavasar. And another Gadol at the time was Reb Nassan Segel Landau. He wrote a Chibur on Saita called Karamneta, literally a year after Ramea Rick. And it seems it must be he was brought to his intention as also Ramea Rick. So then he ends up writing a contrast of Ha'aris on the whole Chibur. Um In recent years, hold on, let me just see where I can find it. Recent In recent years, so in Lakewood, I believe it was, one second, let me check. A new edition of the Minchas Kanais came out. Yeah, from Lakewood, less than 10 years ago. From it's, It was done by Eliezer Albag and his real cats. They did a very nice job with with Haaris, and they also collected all these what I just mentioned um, from Ramey Arik and from sorry from Rosh Roth and from Nassim Segalanta. Okay, now a little later is an author which we've also mentioned in the past. He also wrote a, 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 like seven or eight Masechtas. I believe he learned in Valajan, Ramaisha Luria. So he wrote a Chibur called Tarius Akanois, 1899, and it seems that at some point he got the Chibur of Ramey Arik, and he starts using it also. Fine. So already we see, I guess in the 1890s, there's some more, um, that some G'daylim at least are learning it, and there's now a, a nice safer on the Masechta, and another such safer from Rav Nassim Segalanda, and now you have the Terz Kanois. Fast forward a little later, 1914, you have the Minchas Chareva from Rav Pinchas Epstein, who ends up becoming one of the Dayanim and the Badats. Um, now, he has very Chashev Askamas, his safer, and in recent years, Mechon Yushalayim did a massive job on him, putting out two volumes, collecting all his materials. He was close with all the various G'daylim, Rabbi Yitzchayim Zanenfeld, I believe, Rabbi Shulei Diskin's son, Rabbi Yitzchak Diskin, he had a very close relationship and many other G'daylim, and this is also another uh, go-to safer became on Masech Saita. Okay, fast forward a little later, 1929, so this safer, I don't know if I came across it before, but recently uh, my brother-in-law um, was mentioning to me about Saita, that there's such a safer for something for some other reason. It's called Mishbere Yam. It's, it's from Remichel Winkler. So originally this person seems to have been born in Eretz and then he ends up becoming a Rav in a few different places. Uh, Copenhagen, it says, and he had a mind-boggling Bacchus. Um, 
very kedai to have the Sefer. It's available on Hebrew books and it's a Chachma. Um, interesting, I try to find material about him and it seems there does exist, but I was not able to get it in time. Um, in the in the newspapers, the Mavasar newspapers a few years ago printed some material about him. There's a Winkler in Lakewood and there was just an article. I know they're from Denmark and there was a Yid who was like 100 years old and he just passed away. I'm assuming... It sounds family. like yeah, that's a, yeah. I think it is that family, and it's chaval because I would have reached out years ago about it. But I think it is that family. Yeah, yes, correct. That's what I'm able to see. So anyway, the point is that there's this, um, but the sefer also again has very uh, um, tremendous bekiyas. Bekiyas, we're talking of um, sefer chazal, mind-boggling, and also of everything that's out there. But again, even in the Ramea Rick, we have this, and we have this in the Sefer Minchas Chareva from Repinchas Epstein also. So they all have a lot of Bakiyas, tremendous, but also Havana, and these three Svarim are great Svarim to know about. They're all available on Hebrew books. Now, <coughs> just to drop, uh, go off a drop, um, we have on the Rambam. So already there was a Sefer from a Reb Ravel, who wrote a Sefer called Eitzer Hasaita in the 40s, where he deals with the Rambam. He, I guess he collected what he felt, or what he had access to, various Rambam manuscripts and materials of the Rambam, different printings of the Rambam, and he wrote a, a different style Chibur on different aspects of the, using the Rambam on Saita as his springboard to talk about Masechta Saita. This this Sefer, um, one of the ways I came across it, I did, I might have it, I don't remember anymore, but I did come across it through Rav Shlemy in his book reviews, he reviews the Sefer, so I always remember about that also. And his father was Ravel from Yeshiva University, who was a prolific author, of, uh, not, I don't know if a prolific author, but he wrote very, uh, beautiful, many beautiful articles. Similarly, there's also the Rambam, um, writing up here the Rambam um, in Mishnah Brewer type style, which we've discussed already a few times in, the, in, in both Reb Chaim Kanievsky, that there became a whole genre to copy the Mishnah Brewer and you do it on the Rambam and even on other Svarim. And there's a long list created of these type of svarim. So there is one such sefer um, from someone in, um, I believe it's someone in Bnei Braka, someone learns in Panovich, Reb Shraga Sternfeld. And it's a very nice sefer. Where what, what, What's interesting is when you open up the sefer for, for this particular sefer is we just got finished saying Saita doesn't have all that many mefarshim. There's not that many Rishayim, but when you look at the Sefer, it's a few hundred pages, and he has tons and tons of Marmachimus, and it looks like there's what to say about Saita even without the Rishayim. Um, okay, but is there other Svarim? So there are. Um, so just to mention a few more contemporary Svarim, as follows. One is the this Rebel Yashiv, there's this, this series of Rebel Yashiv's Ha'aris on the Masechtas, on Saita, very nice stuff. So there's a whole Hebrew on Gans Masechta Saita. He for sure gave a Shiram on Saita a few times. There's another Sefer, which I'll just mention for a different reason, the Sefer Darki Dove from Rebel Kassel. I think he was a Magadshir in Itri. And um, one of the things that's always interesting in Sfarim is Hagdamas. So this is a Hagdama of a Mechaber, current. I believe he's still he, he's still alive. Um, I'm not sure I didn't check into it, but he has a vicious um, um, attack on our generation, or, like a real, real serious, hardcore Musa schmooze about different things that are going on, I guess, in the 80s and 90s even, which would definitely be applicable to us today. I might It might have been censored out of later editions of the Sefer, but I have a, somehow I have a PDF of the Hagdama. If someone wants to read it, it's a very stark Musa schmooze about different things going on. Now, um, just to mention, ju- literally a few weeks ago, a Sefer came out on Saita called Megillah Saita. Also, 
when you open it up, if you if you were nervous, you didn't have Rishayinim, not going to have what to learn. So this is a Kamada thousand page Sefer on Saita. Um, and then just yesterday, I picked up a Sefer from, this is Real Cats, where I mentioned he was involved with the Minchas Kanais. So he put out also a almost thousand page Sefer on Saita from Lakewood. And one of the things that's interesting is that Saita has a lot of different sugyus. I saw on Shabbos, there was an advertisement for the famous Tafiyai share that's in Ramapei Chemish, but it's posted worldwide from Rabbi Stefanski. So they're trying to, they're always trying to get people to join um, the the Masechta. So they have, they broke down, someone broke down all the different sugyas that one could find in Masechta Saita. So, so so each one really technically I should give a shear about all the svarim, but I felt you know to give to talk about every sefer that could be a half a amud, then we'll then we'll be. But one of the interesting things is this fellow, um, um, just to throw out to this rebellion, Israel Katz wrote up as a country a bunch of years back about the Arun. So here he published it in this Sefer Ali Bear. Maybe it's updated. I didn't check. And he also has Ha'aris of various people in the back. And he has he never published before. Ha'aris of Ramesha Feinstein on Masechta Saita. So it sounds also promising. I just got it yesterday, so I can't comment about it. And one last thing that also came out from Lakewood from the other fellow who worked on Munchas Kanois, Rabag, which is they have the Hagais of, of Rabbi Shulay Diskin on his Gemara. So here they publish from time to time um, a Masechta with, uh, sometimes they make a fancier editions, but they have his Ha'aris of Rabbi Shulay with explaining what the RSR, so that also just came out <coughs> the past few days. Okay, now just to conclude with two last things. Number one, one of the one of the sugyas that in Masechta Saita where it is halacha l'maisa is Hilchas Berchas Kayanim. So this, I'm not going to start mentioning all the svarim out there that there are on Berchas Kayanim in recent years, but Kedarkai of these type of things, there's a lot. I'll just mention three that I came across recently. One's a Sefer Esa Kapai, um, published, hold on, printed in the past three, four years from a fellow in Bnei Brak, Reb Chaim Katz. So here he has a lot of discussion on the on um, with letters also that he got from different people relating to Nasius Kapai, but he also has many shiurim. He picked, he found some type of topic almost in every parsha to tie in Nasius Kapai. Another sefer is called Vania Varchem, also a sefer on Hilchus Nazius Kapayim, with the emphasis of not only now, but also based on Migdash. This came out in the past year. Another sefer came in the past few years called Baruch Humakudash, which is Dine Birchus Kehanim and Regimli Yisrael Hamazvarich. A Kayin is Hilchus Kayanim. What about the Yisrael that's getting getting blessed at this time is those the halachas of that that's that focus everyone's always looking for an angle so here you have in birchus kaihanim an angle in the birchus kaihanim and the, um, one last safer that just to mention is just now my friend Yaakov Shmuel Spiegel put out a safer a pulmus that took place in the late 1700s also something to do with birchus kaihanim and he printed all the different chiyuburim from manuscript which shows the kaih of minig and discussion of minig that ends up happening um, in, in what was going on in Italy about birchus kaihanim interesting safer that just came to print also this past year. The last thing to mention is um, Egla Rufa is a, is a nice amount of material Egla Rufa so that everyone today in the past year has become very famous. The Nachal Eisen Rebchaim Kanievsky could die to learn and we devoted a whole es- um, episode just on this Sefer to discuss the Hashivas of the Sefer. Mind-boggling Sefer Rebchaim Kanievsky like Wolos Farm. Worthwhile to keep in mind when you get up to those parts. At least uh, it's available on Hebrew books and one could just pull it off and look at it and see and enjoy. But these are just some of the um, materials out there. In all in all, from what I always heard, I, I did learn it very um, um, quickly a few times. It's a beautiful Masechta. It's very Kedai to learn 
even if you're not learning Dafyami always, but um, this it's an easy Masechta, it's a few months of learning, and you gain a lot from it. Uh, okay, now, there's one safer that deserves its own mention over here, and that is like this. I mentioned that basically from the seventeen from the sixteen hundreds pretty much till eighteen ninety four, there's almost nothing on Masechta Saita. But it turns out there was something written uh, in that period of time devoted Dafka to Masechta Saita. Okay, and that is a safer called Minchas Minchas Saita. And this mechaber, his name was um, Rabbi Avram Ibn Musa, and we mentioned him actually in Masechta Yuma. Why? Because he was known is in, this, in, in this, the famous sefer Masechtas Yuma. The go-to sefer Masechtas Yuma was the Sich Yitzchak, and the Sich Yitzchak, the Sich Yitzchak quotes this sefer. He had in Xavier he wrote a chibur on Yuma. So a few years ago, and right before Dafim was learning Masechtas Yuma, they found his manuscripts on Yuma and they published it. Okay, turns out I have a shalom a few years earlier in 1999, I believe it was. They published his chibur on Masechtas. Saita from Xavier. They call it Shita Masechta Saita. The reason they call it like this is because he deals with literally everything. He focuses on Pshat, he focuses on Gersais, he focuses on Kabbalah because there's a lot of Agatha in here. He's, now, turns out this Machaber was a Gain Oilam, but he was also known as a tremendous Makabal. Almost nothing was published in his lifetime, but it seems a lot still exists today. Professor Mayor Benio wrote a massive, beautiful article on him and his son published in the journal Michael, and later on, I have a shalom based on newer materials that they got besides the article from Meir Benayo, which they do give credit to, they added more information about this great Godel, and they printed it a beautiful edition. And it sold out immediately in 1999, and for years, people were looking for it. When you learn Masech Saita, finally a Sefer comes out on the whole Masech Saita. Now, when does this Mechaber die? He dies in 1733. So here we have an early Hebron Saita, but it takes years. It takes till 1999 till it comes out. But what, what all that we see is there was someone that did learn this Masechta and fascinating Sefer. Fascinating Sefer. And then I have a Shalom in recent years. They finally did republish it. I believe you could get it today. He was a great Makubal. Even brings down the tire that he had in his dreams in this Sefer and his other writings. And there's Meir Dekha Maif some stories about him in the, in the fascinating work Maiset Sadikim from Avram Kalfein. Avram Kalfein, this Hebrew Maiset Sadikim was only published on manuscript also recently, but they knew about it earlier. Who was the footnoter or one of the footnoters of this Madura for Ahavat Shalom, this Rabbiel Weiss, the author of the Magidim Chadashim. So it was very interesting. So he did a good job. Um, and the last point is there's interesting pieces of Musr also for his generation in this Sefer. Also, excellent Hagdama, very well worth your time to read. But in general, this is a Chibur on the whole Masechta. So it's it's a fitting um, um, uh, conclusion because I, I I basically listed out all this farm. I take a big jump to the um, 1894, when Romeo Rick publishes it, and then I jump all the way to the Heintik, to the more recent farm. But then this was a manuscript discovered, um, and in our generation, we were zeichet to it, to using it, to have it, and many people use it. As I said, it was it sold out right away. And Baruch Hashem, it's, it's available now in its second printing, so it's worth knowing and using, and, and maybe even buying. Amazing. So while you were going on, I quickly Googled um, this Winkler, and oh. he had a son in Lakewood, Menasha Winkler. And David Safir and Yehuda Geberer met him. They had oh. their, their thing with the Mishpacha meeting eyes of the angels. And then I see David Safir wrote an article about the son. And he writes there that this father, Michal Tzvi Winkler, 
died in America in 1932 32. fundraising, and he's buried yeah. in Queens. And yeah. they have a picture of Abu I think, visiting his caver. And his wow. son learned by all the yeshivas, by Baranovich and Radin and Kamenetz. And they have a fascinating discussion. So if anybody wants that, um, oh, wow. you could Google it or reach out to me. And the second thing is, is that this is real cats. I know personally very, very well. It is pretty close to me. And he mm-hmm. told me he's putting out the safer. And he mentioned to me that he got, I think, 18 pages of never published before manuscripts from Ramosha, from Ramosha's yeah. Einaklach that you mentioned were, were redone and printed in the safer. So Baruch yeah, Hashem. Yeah. So that, that, I would say the moral of the story is that even though back in the times of Rishayim they barely learned it, but today there's no excuses, especially after you have art scroll, Hebrew, English, you masifta, you have everything, and you have all daf. So there's no excuses not to uh, learn the masechta, at least this masechta, forget about daf yoimi. But yeah, Take one of these farim, you know, sit down on Shabbos for a little bit of time and open up these farim, there's fascinating material and insights from these new farim that you just mentioned. And uh, thank you very much and looking forward to the next one.